Hello, this is Voyager Time. When I wake up and realize it's just a dream, I'm terribly discouraged. And I know that someday I may have to accept that butts are for pooping. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nathan. I knew that was going to be the one as soon as I heard it. <laughs> today we're talking about Voyager Season 2, Episode 24, Tuvix. A transporter accident merges Tuvok and Neelix into a new person. The Voyager has fired 11 of its 38 photon torpedoes, and there is evidence that Tuvix can read. This episode is a real bummer, huh? It was It was pretty depressing. Uh, yeah. It was super depressing, but I liked it more than I was expecting to. Right, me too. Like just the concept of Tuvix, Tuvok and Neelix get joined somehow. I was like, oh, this is gonna really be, be a suck, sucky yeah. episode. Yeah. And man, it was way better than it had any right to be. Yeah. I was expecting a lot more neelix coming through and being obnoxious versus mm-hmm. like entirely new person mm-hmm. like i just anticipated more of like the push and pull between them versus like mm-hmm. a true combination i guess right yeah i wrote in my notes that i was we, we've seen like the positive aspects of their combination and mm-hmm. i figured the rest of the episode was then going to be about like the negative aspects and we were going to lead into this whole thing about okay that's why they should be separated but that uh-huh. is not where the episode went no no Mm-mm. The one time that I really appreciated Tuvok coming through was when Tuvix did the little eyebrow raise when he was being snarky. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, just that little uh-huh. hint of Tuvok's yeah eyebrow raise that he always does. Yeah, the actor that they got to play him was like he did it like perfect. Was that mm-hmm. Tom Wright? Am I remembering that correctly? I think yeah, that's Tom right. Wright. Yeah, he had yeah. like. Like, cause there were t- he would like phase back and forth, and then like be this like middle ground between them, and it was mm-hmm. really accurate. It's like exactly how you would think two Vicks would act, mm-hmm. especially for somebody who's just like showing up partway through a season, partway through a second right. season as a guest actor. Yeah, that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he picked up on so many of both of their mannerisms and how they act, and incorporated them like in this perfect mixed sort of way. So you got like, you got Neelix tempered by Tuvok and then you got Tuvok like enhanced by Neelix. It was really great. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really smart to have the emotional arc of the episode revolve around Kess. It was not what I was expecting and it worked really, really well for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a a really interesting spot for her to be in because fundamentally like neelix's consciousness is all still in there but well i guess it's mostly his memory it's not even his consciousness i guess but yeah it's such a odd thing to navigate (laughs) like i mean she says it in the episode how do you balance your desire for the person you love to come back versus the knowledge that doing so is going to result in someone else's death mm -hmm. like what an insane situation to be stuck in it was such a tough situation for so many people like un- up until up until they figured out how to separate them. It was only tough for really Kess because it felt like everybody right. else was getting like only benefits. Right. It's like, kind of like, okay. Food. Yeah. For once they were getting good food. <laughs> yeah. Janeway being <laughs> way more generous with the whole like he might even be better at cooking than Neelix. No, she straight yeah. up said he was better. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no might. She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah he's fair. actually a better cook. Like, I wouldn't tell Neelix this, but he's he's actually a better cook, and his food's right, way right. better. Yeah. Can we pause there for a second so I can ask why was every person? Oh my god! In the kitchen, 
every single person was in the kitchen. They're like, we're just making dinner. Like we always would. I feel like if we had a chef, <laughs> Neelix wasn't there. They should just be using replicator rations right? like a normal Starfleet crew mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what that was about, and it was just complete chaos, and everything's on fire, and they're just it, Lieutenant it, like, Hogan's it, like halfway the the de facto leader of the kitchen chaos. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone from the lower decks come up to the kitchen. We're having a food party. I also don't believe that there is no one else on the ship that can cook that <laughs> besides Neelix. Like there has no, got no. to be at least one person who can do it. Mm-hmm. No, like, Neelix, Janeway, she's Neelix, too busy. Neelix mm-hmm. isn't cooking in there all the time. There's people who are on night shifts and stuff. Who mm-hmm. who serves them food? Not Neelix. The replicator. That's a great question, actually. Yeah. But they can't use up. They're, they're <laughs> okay, so the night shift people have to use up their replicator rations to eat, and the people on the day shift mm-hmm. don't. That seems I, crappy. I was making that up. Well, I'm just saying it. We <laughs> no, didn't think right. about this stuff. Voyager needs to plan this better. I hate anytime they show the mess hall empty. Like Neelix is the only one in there, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's not meal time. Like, there's always somebody who's gonna want something to eat. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, dorm cafes are always full. Yeah, like I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. I'm it very. It makes me very upset whenever I see it empty. <laughs> like, this is not realistic. Speaking of Hogan, this whole thing was his fault, right? Was it? I mean, he was the one in charge of the transporter. I feel like somebody who was maybe how could he a little more qualified <laughs> wouldn't have done that. How how could he I have possibly know? Yeah, I thought it was the flowers. flowers. It was the flowers. But as soon as I saw Hogan, I was like, "This guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Harry Andrew was there too, a... wasn't he? He was just observing, though. Yeah, I but Harry's Harry was... an ensign. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it better. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Hogan's a lieutenant, right? And you just call him a lieutenant. Yeah, he's listed so as he's Lieutenant Hogan ranked. in the credits. Oh my god! So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Harry. laughs> so in theory, good lord, <laughs> Harry yep. does. Harry needs a promotion like yesterday. Yep. He's not. He's not um, gonna get it. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> is Harry being or not Harry? Well, maybe Harry, but is uh, Hogan being Durston? I don't no. remember. I don't remember what happens to him. Hogan, Hogan's been around like and they've had him with speaking he, yeah. roles frequently he's, he's been Im- important he's more like he's like a second tier like main character at this point mm-hmm. that's why I'm skeptical like why is he I'm, I'm so like so primed for something bad to happen to characters who show up for a while that I'm just like waiting for the shoe to drop on I mean Hogan. it could still happen I mean there is a finale coming up right in a couple that's episodes oh, that's when yeah, they usually yeah. would do something like that I feel like so who knows yeah, yeah, Hogan's not making it out of the season. <laughs> he he feels more along the lines of like Ensign Wildman, like somebody who shows up every so often just yeah. to like have a line or two. When they need right. somebody to make a big mistake, uh, but have it not <laughs> then be they don't want to blame it on any of the main right. characters. <laughs> yeah, Harry's Harry's probably gonna die again before him. <laughs> I, okay I honestly don't think I think he's done dying I'm pretty sure those are all the times he dies it's already happened <laughs> god it would be I mean, so fucking knows? funny though <laughs> I feel like they need to spread the death around sometime <laughs> like <laughs> Harry's hogging at all spread so the death person <laughs> yeah, come like, on Harry 
Hair, you've already died twice on this voyage. Can you just What's like give it to someone? Are you not getting enough turn. attention, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> so we got really sidetracked from this, but I thought I want to talk about Kess real quick. I thought that she, Jennifer Lean, did such a great job of really emoting the tension that Kess must be feeling. Like there was mm-hmm. that scene right at the very beginning when he showed up, where she's scanning him, and she did such a good job, like acting as someone who's being professional and doing her job, and like right on the edge of not being able to contain her really intense emotions about what's going on. Right. Because mm-hmm. Tuvix at that moment said something, what do you say, like, uh, thank you, my sweet, or something? Yeah, Sweeting. Yeah, yeah. Sweeting. Sweeting. <laughs> Which already gag-worthy, but then for her to hear it from not Neelix Yeah, it makes it gotta even Gotta be more... so upsetting. Yeah. It's even worse than just not Neelix. It's like the man who murdered Neelix. Well, I felt bad for him, like, most of the episode, too, just because, like, you feel the same way as you have about this person, like, for for years now. Well, I guess year, probably, I guess. <laughs> she is only yeah. two. two. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> God. <laughs> She's got to be almost three at this point, right? Uh. I don't know. When did that episode Maybe. with the birthday party happen at the first? Mm, yeah, that was like oh, mid-season. Yeah, it's probably coming up on a year. Probably another birthday. All right, two and a half. But Let's go two and a half. Great to be in this Good. position where you still feel like you are in this invested relationship, but to be viewed as a stranger would be pretty brutal. Yeah, mm. totally. It's such a crazy situation. Like, there's no. Uh, this episode did such a good job because when you think about it abstractly, like if this happened to me, I have nothing to grab onto. I can't even conceptualize mm-hmm. how it would work. But th- th- this episode did a really good job. I think, again, because they pick Cass, it does such a good job of of letting you in and getting a little bit of the experience of what it would feel like to lose your partner in such a weird, high-concept mm-hmm. sci-fi way. Right, because he's still sort of there. Right. Yeah, but yeah, but like but not, not too. yeah, yeah. Well, because like she she has that conversation with him where she's like, you can tell she's like writing this line of like I want to because I know that right. my person is in there, but also I know that Tuvok is in there, and that's mm-hmm. weird because I don't totally. I'm not into Tuvok like that, mm-hmm. and and she's like has that conversation with him where she's like thinking basically trying to convince herself it'd be fine. Probably I feel like. She was trying to talk herself into it and and by talking him out of it, kind of like having this whole right. conversation that was going back and forth. And he was like, she's like, well, what about when we get to Earth and you have to see Tuvok's wife, mm-hmm. you know, and and right, I just right, right. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, Kes, you'll be dead by then. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it is like weird. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're both in there. And like. Holy shit, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to tell her about this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You no, know, I don't anyway. disagree. I think you're right. <laughs> Anyways, I did really like the moment when Kes goes to talk to Janeway and they have this like heart to heart and Janeway kind of yeah. reveals mm-hmm. some emotional stuff she's been going through since we don't get that very much from her. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. But I did think it was funny that she was like talking about her like long term struggle with how she might not see her fiance on earth again. 
And then Kes is like, so you're saying that I should just accept that Neelix won't be a part of my life anymore? And she's like, well, it's been like 20 minutes, Kes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just give your... And then Janeway's like, I would never say that. Just give yourself some time and uh-huh. work through it like everyone else is doing. So... Yeah. I was... I, I really appreciated that scene, too. I was a little disappointed that it didn't pass the Vectal test. The, like bare minimum requirement for <laughs> yeah like a feminist reading but I, it's better than nothing and it right. was a really great little bit of character development for him yeah i mean i think that there are enough times on this show where it does pass when it's just like balana and janeway talking about science or whatever like it happens enough yeah. times that i can forgive because like it is something that is affecting mm-hmm. them it's like a big part totally. of their lives and it's you know, that doesn't make it bad that they talked about it, you know, but I get what right. you're saying. Right. Well, and I, I don't want to get into the critics of the Bechdel test here. Like it definitely has its drawbacks. It's like a good sort of gut check, but I think it's in this case, it is, it, it doesn't necessarily indicate that this was a bad scene in any way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like just because of the fact that there are so many, as Sarah mentioned, there's so many other times where like Janeway and Bolana can have those moments where they, it does pass that, Having right. a couple of having a few exceptions is going to be fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially right. when it's an emotionally resonant like scene. So right, mm-hmm. and and here they're really they're talking about their their feelings, their relationship, how this sort of thing is impacting them, not necessarily about a man directly. Like, right, like oh, do you think he likes me? Like it wasn't right. like that. So. It was like in this crappy situation where you're separated from the people you love, how do you manage those feelings? Right, right. What really stuck with me was when um, when Janeway was talking to Chakotay and was like working through like the decision of like what to do about Tuvix. And she was like, if we had the solution immediately, like it wouldn't have been a question it, because at that point, he was a a transporter accident and not a person. A person, oh, yeah. even though yeah. he was. But like, she's got that great but, line that's like, "When did he go from being a transporter accident to a person?" Or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. So that concept of again, like focusing on like what makes you human again, kind of as this through line of Star Trek. Like at that point right when that happened it was like a big whoopsie and we'll try to get you separated not seeing him as immediately having right a a distinct consciousness and yeah i don't know over time getting to know this person and then having to reconcile like to save two individuals you'll have to end one individual yeah that's a great mm -hmm. point yeah, I it's a it's a great point that like at what when did he go from being a transporter accident to a person is not a question with an easy answer. Mm-hmm. Boy, we're going to I'm going to get real into the weeds, real into real dangerous territory here, but a lot of in 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 discussions about like anti-abortion and that kind of thing, one of the questions is when does it go from being uh like a zygote or a fetus to being a person? Mm-hmm. And the answer is like there isn't a point, right? It's a gradient, like at some mm-hmm. point it, it it, it, you can't nail down exactly when it happens. And I think the same thing is sort of happening here, right? It's mm-hmm. he is a transporter accident. Is it the minute he opens his mouth and says something? Is it when he leaves the medical bay? Like 
you, you don't know, but it, clearly at some point he is one. And Janeway makes the really hard, but I think correct decision in the end to, I mean, is it, is it ending his life? Is it murder? Is it what? Well, that's uh, what I was wondering because yeah, like, do the right they decision? have, do they have the memories of Tuvix? Like, does Unclear. he, that's a great question. Do they each get half of his memories? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If, that might be how it legit works, considering they took half of the body, essentially. Well, each. you guys are crazy if you think they're ever going to address this episode ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. The show. No, so we will never, never know. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if it was a thing where, like, what if they could have made it a thing where they could have them be combined like some of the week and then have them like split up <laughs> joint, the custody. Of the joint custody of the body yeah <laughs> Tuvix gets joint custody of their bodies <laughs> well, I tell you what I was shocked this episode actually ended that way I thought for sure they were going to yeah. find like a solution where they were like going to create like they could separate them and still have Tuvix be around and then like, like send like them clone out. clone Tuvix and then make the original Tuvix back into the back right. into Tuvok some, and some sci-fi magic But then you would right, still be yeah. killing him. You would just have uh-huh. a clone that was alive. Yeah, but it's yeah. a little bit different because like you can tra- like they'd have some hullabaloo would- about like transferring his consciousness <laughs> or whatever. It would, okay, okay. it would have been a right, lot right, of right. hand waving and yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I did not expect that it was just going to end with them Killing like, him? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was it. it wasn't. It didn't a, feel that, cold. That is a strong felt, way to put it because the doctor refused. He off, I know, refused to do it. Yeah. Well, know, yeah, and was, I thought it was, was crazy. I was kind of. He got all judgy, and I was like, "You're the one who came up with how to do this. Like, you don't get to be judgy about them doing this." But I guess his whole thing was, if he had been, if he had consented to it, it would have been fine. Right. Right. Yeah, I think the proximity of him saying deciding that he couldn't do it ethically and Janeway saying, fine, I'll do it and made it really, really hard. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, if you just look at it like a numbers game, you literally just need right. those two people for your ship to function the way it's supposed to, because you can't have mm-hmm. a guy who's a tactical officer and a chef or whatever the fuck like. I mean, not that Neelix's job is that important. Let's be real. <laughs> but, like, but who would give the news to the ship? He's oh a God. journalist. Who would be there to culturally be culturally insensitive about everything about <laughs> your like? That's why anno- I was so annoyed oh, at the man. beginning when he yeah, was just yeah. nagging Tuvok to death about how Vulcans never have. You guys are so boring. Can't you yeah. just smile? Don't you just love how nice it is out here? And he's like, Tuvok's like, I don't do any of that. I'm a Vulcan. And he's just harassing him. It's harassment. Tuvok should uh-huh. file a complaint with HR. And then, while he then was he, singing a traditional Vulcan funeral song, yeah, funeral dirge, yeah. and then making mm-hmm. fun of it as like the most, it was oh the most God. cheerful song you had. So here I am. I'm just gonna sing it anyways, even though this is a very mm-hmm. somber and important song. Let me just, yeah, I, he's just so stupid. <laughs> 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 Like he needs some sensitivity training. Mm -hmm. He needs some sensitivity training at the very least. There was also that exchange of like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Tuvok? No, I do not. Well, let me explain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Neelix, this is going to go bad places. Think about the fact that in that one episode, when Tuvok started having emotions and shit, 
Neelix was literally doing this exact type of thing to him, oh God, and he right. tried to kill him in that hologram. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He literally yeah, he set did. up a hologram simulation where Neelix would come and harass him exactly like he was doing in this episode so that he could fucking attack and murder him in the holographic mm-hmm. simulation. So you, we just know what Tuvok was actually thinking in this, and it, it was that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> So was that the right decision? Uh, yeah. Yes, because we need we need Tuvok back. <laughs> honestly, we this don't need into- Neelix back. We need Tuvok. <laughs> honestly, that's honestly this is kind of what I think is Janeway decided to actually do it after Kess came to her and said she wanted Neelix back. Mm-hmm. Because I think personally, Janeway could take or leave Neelix, but yeah. she decided okay well like okay we have this person he's a better cook than neelix and he's less annoying than neelix and tuvok is all in there and like yeah i miss tuvok but i can live with this but then kes comes and is basically like i want my boyfriend to come back and janeway's like okay i need to do this and so she does yep okay but he was a full distinct person they when they didn't have the solution, they were just going to have him as a member of the crew, be treat him like he's been a part of the crew the whole time. And s- once they figured out this solution, then his humanity doesn't matter? I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, okay, like either way you look at it, you're killing somebody. Because if they yeah. have the option to separate them, and but you don't, then you're sacrificing Neelix and Tuvok. Who also fight? I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think so because I would say that you are. I would say viewing. It, I would guess I would view it more from the perspective of they were lost in this accident, and mm-hmm. this new person has is is here alive, flesh and blood, and you are mm-hmm. forcing him to end his life mm-hmm. to bring back. Mm-hmm people who are no longer with them mm-hmm. Al- alternate mm-hmm. way to look at it think about if tuvok and neelix were lost in a cave and so they're still alive in there somewhere and they have the option of sending this this new person in to go save them but he might he will pro- die in the process tuvok and neelix are still they still exist there's an accident that has happened where they are out there somewhere but they can't. They need this guy to take care of it for them. Mm-hmm. It. So Tuvok and Neelix are still there. It's not like they've been. It's not like they've been lost forever because they know they have a way to bring them back. But they had to go find one when they started. When Tuvix first appeared, they did not have a way to separate them. They really were gone. They. It was only through an intent that they discovered a new way to do it. I mean, yeah, it was. It was partially intent, but like also the doctor was just like researching other things as well. Like it's not like they made this a priority. They made a point of saying it's been like weeks and weeks and weeks. There's been a lot of a good bit of time that has passed. So it's if it was a priority, they may have. It may have been a sooner timeline, so sort of it sort of felt like something that the doctor just had on the back burner like he wasn't like actively working on it because he had other responsibilities but like in his downtime he was just poking around to see what Mm -hmm. he could come up with i don't think that janeway made the wrong call um but i think she made the hard but correct choice and the 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 people the, the um 
the crew talk about this. The writers and the the, uh, the producers say that they it was a really tough decision for them, and they didn't really know what the right thing to do was. And they changed it basically at the last minute to go from Tuvix willingly submitting to this to him resisting and not wanting to do it because it just was it was a better story that way. Yeah, that moment where he was yelling on the bridge. Oh my god, was heartbreaking. Yeah, that was a tough one. Hmm. I mean, I think the, there was just not a good solution. All of it's bad. Yeah. And so that's why it was Janeway's call. That's what the captain has to do. Yep, exactly. This is something it really leaned into sort of the survivalist vibe that I really like in, in Voyager that it, that it taps into just occasionally. Like. In an ideal situation, maybe Tubix could have been left alive, right? Like you could have just said that Neelix and, tu- and Tuvok died in a transporter accident and just leave it at that. Um, so you don't have to end a, a sentient life. But like in the situation where you have 70 years ahead of you, you need everyone that you can get. And if you have an opportunity to get those people back, I think it, it's the responsibility of the captain to make that hard choice for the good of her crew and everything. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. You know what else is tough? Mm -hmm. Talking about this while Allison is posting these pictures of Nate. (laughs) I know. It's unreal. I've been fucking biting my tongue. There was a point there where I was not listening to you guys talking because I was so distracted by these pictures. Oh my god. How have I not seen these? You are the very model of a modern major general. <laughs> what is that one from? That would be Oliver Twist. <laughs> the bot the bottom one was uh that was Tom Sawyer. Were you Tom? I was Huck. Oh, you were Huck. Oh. Who was Allison? Um what was her name? Um Amy Lawrence. Amy <laughs> Lawrence. That was it. Amy Lawrence. <laughs> Amy Lawrence. That's like the head of somebody. Who, that's like the name of somebody who's the head of HR. I know <laughs> the person in HR that Tuvok needs to go talk to about <laughs> Neelix's harassment. Mm-hmm. I really don't think I can get back into talking about Tuvix after seeing these pictures. <laughs> the only the only other thing that I had to note about this episode was during that one meeting at the very beginning, when out of nowhere Tuvix just yells out "sex." <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, "What?" I'm sorry. Is are you broken? Is this something what's that happened that? to you? Does anybody know what's going on with Tuvix right now? Is he just okay? We're just all going to accept <laughs> this, huh? Tuvix and probably Neelix and Tuvok after this experience all need therapy. This is we need mm-hmm. a therapist on this sh- stupid ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this one? Her ventriloquist dreams. <laughs> It's church puppets. Obviously. Oh, that's right. God bless America. Oh, that's right. <laughs> puppet team. Is that Allison holding that puppet? Uh huh. Uh-huh. How old is oh she? Oh my there? god, she's a baby there. Uh-huh. <laughs> my Let's god, see. she's about nine. Wow. I gotta say that puppet is substantially larger than I anticipated. That thing is huge. I would not want that in my house. <laughs> oh, they have multiple. Does she still house? have them? Um, her parents do. What? Wait, no. wh- what? Hmm? 
They still have them in their home? Uh-huh. Why? And Where? Her what? Her dad breaks them out on a regular mm. basis. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. my God. You have, to, you have to get photo <laughs> evidence of this next time it happens. No. <laughs> you gotta record. Um, you gotta is... get Allison to record a video for us doing one of the puppets. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, he breaks them out. What does he do with them? Just, like, sit them on a chair? This is great for the audio podcast. What um, does it, her dad do? do with uh, like when you're there does he what break them you out do with puppets he makes them sing to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, does what he does he them? make them sing like bruno oh, yeah. mars songs or what <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> uptown funk what does that do with puppets? How dare you? I don't know. Why not? Why I was about to take a drink of beer. How dare you? Well, I mean, it'd be boring if you only sang like worship songs. <laughs> or he says, or he sings the Proud to be America song. Of course. Okay. Well, I'm proud to be an American. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask him to sing a Bruno Mars song next time. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, if you bring if you're the person bringing out a puppet at a party, then you, you have take to do a request. The least oh you could do is Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing else I want now than for these oh to sing Uptown Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, wait. Oh, man. Uptown Funk puppets. It has to exist. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Is it Muppets or what? <sighs> no, it's just puppets oh, singing man, it. Oh, the Muppets it doing that. Mup it's Muptown like stuffed funk. animals. Muptown Funk. Muptown Funk. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Okay. Should we talk about Adventure Time now? I don't even fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna try to collect myself. I'm gonna stop thinking about puppets singing pop songs. <laughs> you will never stop thinking about that, let's be honest. I'm gonna stop thinking about Allison's dad <laughs> having puppets sing up down fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met him, but it's he's that's so incongruous with the stories I've been told. I just like. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh my god. I'm just imagining like he comes in the room and he gets your boys in front of him on the floor and he's like, "Let me let me sing you a song." And he whips out a puppet from behind him and starts singing Uptown Funk via the puppet. <laughs> Remember 45 minutes ago when Andrew was like, oh, let's make this a short one today. <laughs> uh, Sarah, I, I blame you for derailing me on this one completely. No, this I don't even think it was that Allison. funny, but okay. Well, yeah. Allison yeah. started this, yes. It is her fault. Did we get an explanation for why this is happening? No. <laughs> nope. Andrew, can you please do the part where you talk, uh, say what episodes uh, right. we watched of Adventure Time? <laughs> I don't know if I can. 
This week, we also watched Adventure Time Season 3, Episode 25, Dad's Dungeon. Jake and Finn's deceased dad reveals, via a holographic projector, that he built a dungeon to toughen up Finn. Finn is saddened and offended by his dad's perceived meanness, but beats the challenges, realizing that his father was doing it for Finn's own good. And in Season 3, Episode 26, Incendium. Trying to help a brokenhearted Finn, Jake seeks the Flame Kings, voiced by Keith David, consent for Finn to date his daughter, Flame Princess, voiced by Jessica DeChico. Um, I don't really have a don't. lot for, for this first episode, except that this is proof that like the tough love style of parenting sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. was going to say that description was bad in the sense of his perceived... <laughs> How do they put it? His... Uh... Perceived meanness. Yeah, perceived meanness. Yeah, um, it's it's more than just perceived. It's just it's just, just kind of being a dad. Regular it's mean. mean. It's just plain. Yeah, mean. yeah. I wrote yeah. down. I'm like, I don't think they had a very good dad. No. Yeah, there's no difference between perceived meanness and actual meanness. Right. If someone perceives you as being mean, you are being mean to that person. That's just all mm-hmm. there is to it. Yeah. And as a parent in a position of incredible authority and emotional valence over your children, don't be mean. Just don't do it. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Love your kids for who they are. Accept them completely. Support them. And they will do great things. Well, and also think about the like age that they were at when he was doing all of this, like setting it for all real. up. You're right. Mm-hmm. He was They're literally an actual babies. baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like They showed him he's <laughs> got a diaper on. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And plus, on top of all that, I mean, I felt like this episode was kind of incongruous with what they've said before in episodes where it's like, it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to be mm-hmm. like emotional about things. And he's like, I only cry when it's healthy, like when someone dies. I'm like, that's not the only time you're allowed to cry. Like, you can cry whenever. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. crying is okay. And just mm-hmm. the fact that, I don't know. And then in the end, he like, watches that video he's like i'm proud of you or whatever because because you beat this insane dungeon that we set up for you like Mm -hmm. i just i just i don't know i was i thought that it was kind of like a not great message to be sending the the like i only cry when it's healthy too when like when someone dies i think i was a little more generous on that read just because like that is an example of a time but it's still not perfect it's well, not the only time as it's it not seems the only to be time right. that. Yeah. Right. It's just an example that he gave. It's an example. I wish that they had like, I yeah. only cry when it's healthy, like when someone dies or <clears throat> when something Any else. Any other time. When something <laughs> Or mundane. something, yeah, more commonplace. Like hopefully you don't have to cry over someone dying like constantly. Like that would be pretty upsetting. That's, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know. Like in Voyager. When Harry dies many times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the the healthy time to cry is anytime you feel like you need to cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a, it's like sneezing. It's like getting out something that you right. need to get out. And oh my you god, fe- is, you feel better afterwards. Is crying emotional sneezing? Mm-hmm. Basically, I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> um, I liked the beatboxing song. Yep, mm-hmm. that was really mm-hmm. good. A sword made out of babies. Yes. So, uh, actor fun fact for this this episode is that one oh. of the uh, one of the fruit witches is voiced by Melissa Villasenor, who is a current cast member on SNL. Oh, hey, cool! Yeah, she's uh, done a lot of voice acting for like Cartoon Network and other like Turner 
shows. So, cool. what did you call them? Fruit witches. Yes, that's what they are mm-hmm. listed as in the credits. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, those felt like uh, Rebecca Sugar designs to me. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yeah. Melissa Villasenor and uh, Maria Bamford, who's just a constant in the yeah. in the show. Well, speaking of problematic events in Adventure Time, how about the next episode, which was gaslighting the TV show? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bet you thought my actor fun fact was going to try and be Keith David, huh? I was really excited to learn about (laughs) Keith David. (laughs) I I heard it and I was like, that's the obvious choice, but no. (laughs) It was a very good poll. I really liked Jake's animation of Finn <laughs> and then holding a koala. <laughs> that was like that was so aggressive shape shifting. Upsetting to see yep. is the yep. connection part is the worst part. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like a horrible umbilical cord. Yes. Uh-huh. And the fact that he fought himself that way. Yeah, for <laughs> so long. But this I episode like- was like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I was just going to say that I like Flame Princess. You do? Yeah. Why not? No reason not to. I'm glad you do because she comes back a lot. I know. I checked. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime there's a character that Sarah likes, she's going to check and make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Flame Princess is great. And so in a vacuum, I feel like this episode is not great. But Mm -hmm. because I know that Flame Princess comes back and leads to some of the, I think, some of the best episodes of the show. uh, I I I mean, this was silly, even if it was like the underlying stuff was bad. But I'm also really excited to see this arc begin. I'm excited for Finn to move on from Princess Bubblegum. Like, it's time. Mm -hmm. It it felt like the partially the story, this this story of the episode was a little bit like, all right, guys, we need to come up with something for someone else for uh, Finn to have a crush mm-hmm. on because it is super weird that he has a crush on Princess Bubblegum when she is constantly in age flux and like clearly disinterested yeah <laughs> at yeah. this point anyway yeah that little bit at the beginning where he like lays her head down on her lap made me so uncomfortable it was weird like Jake can do that because he's a dog. She was literally yeah. telling him, "You're such a, a good, good puppy," and everything. <laughs> that was so funny. That's not it, an invitation for you to do that. It's just weird. It never doesn't weird me out when people treat Jake like a dog. Right. It is. It though. is weird. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more of that than I remembered too. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, did anybody else feel like this was like the art style in this episode was just like slightly different? Yes. Maybe a little bit with their like weird faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, when they would make faces. I don't know. That was when it I was, mainly noticed it. There there was some shot of Finn, I think when he was laying in front of the pictures of Princess Bubblegum, uh, where I was just like the 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 like his character design felt a little bit di- like just different in like yeah, all the proportions felt just a little off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, this something feels different. I wanted, I couldn't figure out if it was like actually, uh, if the they had actually altered the art style just a little bit, or if like somebody mm-hmm. else had done the art direction for this episode. Mm-hmm. But 
it it was it, it was just something weird that I noticed there. I couldn't can't figure it out. Yeah. So this is one of the things I love about Adventure Time, which is that they are not an on model show, which is to say like mm-hmm. they have model character models, but they're not like the artists who board every episode are allowed to change things and mm-hmm. it's encouraged to do it in their own particular style. Um, much later in the show, they will actually invite artists in to board entire episodes and it gets really, really cool. It becomes like just this little capsule of an artist's style and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I remember you mentioning stuff like that. So I was wondering if this, was, I was trying to figure out if this was like an early example of like somebody altering things a bit but I couldn't yeah, find any sure. evidence of that. Yeah, it's not something that they really make a huge deal about. It's yeah. really just more like, here's the thing that happened. Or like, we just gave it to this artist and did it this way. And that's cool because that's just how the show rolls. All right. Well, do we have any connections for these episodes? Yes. Okay, because I'm at a total <laughs> fucking loss for these. Hit oh, me, boy. Oh, I have one. I have oh, one. Ben. I think. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Sarah. Okay. I'm still trying to like c- make the connection in my brain. Um, mine was just gonna be basically at the in the second episode, Jake makes a Finn, and it's like they're two people in one person, just like two Vicks. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, that yep, that's kind of kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. And the song that Finn sings about PB at the beginning of that one is kind of like how two Vicks felt about Kess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. interesting wow I cannot believe that did not occur to me <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, is there anything else do we, do, we, do we reach the end of this one I did I did like the, them cutting back to the, the audience in the flame kingdom and oh my God. the guy yeah. going an awesome prince that's the best kind yeah <laughs> <laughs> three is a lot of gifts I want three gifts oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was very good. The Fire Kingdom is just full of goofballs in a way that I really appreciate. Oh, and so just my, I love uh, Keith David so much. He's so good in everything he does. He's got the most iconic voice in the world. He's so wonderful in John Carpenter's The Thing. I adore him as the Flame King. It's just like, he just puts himself in this role so well as like, the Flame King is, he's not like dumb. He's just like so unobservant of things that are going on around him. And I just love mm-hmm. everything about the way that mm-hmm. Keith David is acting in this. <laughs> Give me your third terrible gift and be on your way. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he was like a koala. And then I don't like koalas anymore <laughs> after yeah. seeing the weird Eucalyptus. koala Jake made. <laughs> Eucalyptus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excellent. Uh, it's a good show. Oh, all right. Well, koalas, join us next time as we watch Star Trek Voyager season two, episode 25 resolutions and adventure. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Cause we're on adventure time season four mm-hmm. and adventure time season four, episode one, hot to the touch and episode two, five short grables. I'm so excited for that one. It is one of my favorite episodes of adventure time. I love all right then uh remember to rate and review us on itunes and any other podcast platform of your choice uh tweet at us at voyager time follow us on facebook voyager time email us 
if you have questions or comments or just want to say hi, voyantertime at gmail.com and join our Discord server. The links are in the show notes. You could potentially be involved in our next t-shirt situation. <laughs> Whatever yes, a real that situation. happens. When we have another iconic moment like Neelix's the worms. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What's a, what's our next one going to be? Uh-huh. It's going to be Nate's dad singing Uptown Funk with Pirates. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not I think our dad. next shirt does need to be connected to the shows at some on some <laughs> level. <laughs> they're, it's connected they're, to uh, us. You know. Jake puppets. <laughs> We're the grail. And how's it connect to Voyager? <laughs> they're singing the uh, Voyager theme song. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's really good way. That's a good thing to communicate on an image. It's mm-hmm. just Allison's dad just with the puppet it's just, just going. That, it's <laughs> you mean that the Voyager theme song waveform is not just like that extent that anybody could recognize it from <laughs> In the meantime, we will just wait for you here. By the mausoleum. With our backs turned. And our defenses lowered. Come along with me and explore the galaxy. We got stuck in a Delta quadrant. We'll get home eventually. Come along.